Uh, hello, everyone here. Uh, I am very blessed and privileged to have all of you here in the same room, uh, mainly because one, there's a client here, apparently one of the favorite clients. And number two is that uh, for those of you who don't know, Antoine and Fadia are tremendously busy throughout the year, especially the past couple of weeks. So having you guys in the same room here is, uh, I myself is pretty honored. Uh, I usually can't even get five minutes of your time on a regular day. So um, first of all, welcome to this podcast to, to Simon and your team at Rafflebox Technologies. Um, why don't we start things off with uh, a quick introduction to who you are and what Rafflebox Technologies is about. Sorry, Simon, I believe you're still on mute. Thanks for having me on today. Um, I'm honored that you guys uh, reached out to me to talk about all the, the work that we've been doing together. So, um, yeah, Rafflebox started back in 2016. Um, there was four of us that sort of had an idea, um, and that idea was um, basically for uh, nonprofits and charities um, just to build an online platform that lets those groups um, raise funds through either doing like 50-50s or prize raffles. Uh, the idea sort of came about um, our CEO, Matt Broussard, he was at, a, uh, at the rodeo in Calgary. And uh, he was trying to just get a, a ticket for a 50-50, but he looked one way and there was probably 20 people that way. There was another 20 people to the right of him. And he's like, I, I got to carry cash. I got to go walk downstairs. So we were, so his idea was like, you know, there's this got to be a simpler way to do this. So, so from that, um, we started thinking about like sports and like, you know, going to NHL games and 50-50s there where there's a terminal going walk around. And then we just figured out that, um, you know, this type of idea, once we built it out, um, could be used for pretty much any any type of group that wanted to just transition their fundraising to online. Uh, and I guess the big the big thing for us is we really only really only started generating revenue when COVID hit. Um, so you know, COVID has been good to us, um, not as not as great for everybody else, and I'm happy it's sort of coming to an end. Here, but um, that has its own issues as we transition the business. But um, yeah, everybody sort of had to do a digital digital shift to raise to raise funds online because we couldn't be in person or we couldn't have live events. Um, so yeah, so since since last March, you know, we had around a sorry the previous March we had a team of about four, um, and now we're at 22 staff. Uh, we just, uh, I just recently moved back to Nova Scotia. I'm uh, originally from here and uh, we just opened up our office in downtown uh, Halifax, down on Barrington. Uh, nice. That's a really nice spot. So things are going, things are going really well. Um, operating in uh, most, most of the provinces now, there's only two that are outstanding, uh, Manitoba and British Columbia, British Columbia. Um, we're really excited to be in Ontario now, like lots of large markets. A lot of lot of market share there the, to to gather up. So yeah, that's basically the the background on us. We work we work with a, a few thousand nonprofits and charities today, uh, and today we've raised probably like thirty five forty million dollars for nonprofits and charities. So we're really, really proud of that. And um, we've also it's sort of like leveled the playing field. Uh, in the past, there's other competitors out there, but um, you know. Because we have no upfront costs, we sort of reduce that uh, barrier of entry. So there's really no risk. So you guys get grants, which is free money. Rafflebox basically lets nonprofits and charities raise free money through our platform. So 
that's that's one of the reasons uh, Alex, who I, as I, I worked with in the past, he was like, we're, we're doing sort of the same thing. So I'd really like to, to chat with you about uh, some of the grants that we uh, that your team um, uh, thought that we could probably work together on. So. Well, that's awesome. Thanks for that. I'm glad that uh, something like this so simple can have this kind of digital transformation. My idea of raffle tickets and, and these kinds of prizes stems from golf tournaments, fun fairs, and all these kinds of charity events I never won anything in. Uh, as a kid growing up, I've always thought these things were rigged. So I'm glad that uh, raffle box technologies have showed up uh, to even up the playing field. Uh, now, as to talking about uh, raising funds and not having to take a bit of a, a risk to do so, and I'm by risk, it means that you have to upfront dollars just to raise funds, not knowing your chances. Um, that actually quite aligns to the latent DNA and how we work with our clients with grants, which now leads to uh, where Fadia and Antoine's work lies in. Um, but uh, I do assume that you've had some uh, instances where you've communicated with uh, Antoine and, and Fadia's team. Um, can you give us a quick um, overview of what kind of grants that we've worked together on so far? Yeah. So to date, um, the, one of the ones that I'm working with Antoine and uh, Ryan on, I've, I've worked with a lot of your team because there's a lot of different specialists in different areas. So uh, Antoine and I are working on the Alberta Innovates um, grant right now. So what that grant is, is basically I can subsidize, uh, I think up to like $105,000 for uh, one of our staff. Um, so we're working on that. Um, you know, what we were doing before, so I've worked, I was working with other people before this and um, one of the things was I was having to pay and what I was, I wasn't really getting a, a good outcome from it. So, you know, what I really liked about Leighton was the fact that you get paid when I get paid. <laughs> so basically like you've, you've taken away the risk on my end, right? Similar to how Rafflebox takes away from nonprofit securities, lots of things in common. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're working on that right now. Uh, I'm still sort of finalizing a lot of like, you know, our business case is constantly changing, but, um, you know, those the, the, like pretty much the guys have been waiting for me to finish things off. Um, you know, they're in, in the systems are pretty familiar with, with all the, all the players and, um, you know, just having that sort of repository of, you know, that writing, I guess, or the business case stuff that we typically submit for these grants, uh, you know, that's what we're working on now. So probably get that submitted in about a month, I, I would say. Um, so, yeah, so that's the Alberta Innovates one. I've also, we just finalized our shred credits. So we started that about three months ago. Um, and like I said, Ravelbox only really started generating money a year ago. Um, and at that time, we only had like one or two developers. Uh, now we've grown to about six or seven developers. So um, that was a... Uh, it was a first for, for myself to go through. Uh, I haven't gone through Shred before, so uh, when you sort of go through it, it's a bit daunting if you were to do it on your own, I guess you could say. Um, so, yeah, so I worked with Daniela uh, on Leighton's team, and she sort of like walked us, pretty much walked us through everything. Um, very easy to sort of gather that initial documentation, but with Shred, it's, it's interesting because it, it is research and development, and I, in my mind, I didn't really know 
if we were actually doing any truly R&D, I guess you could say. Um, so it was great because she was able to identify um, aspects of what we were creating or developing that were valid for Shred. Um, you know, so that was one of the biggest things, I think, was just uh, the ability for, for uh, Leighton and, and the team to just tell us, okay, this is what you can do. This is what you really can't do. Um, and then even just documenting it and pulling all that information that we need um, was extremely was extremely helpful as well. So I think we're getting about 60K back this year now that we have a lot more uh, developers, it should be significantly more. And, and we have a couple new products going out as well. So um, looking forward to getting a bit more money back next year with, with our folks. And then um, the third one we just worked on was uh, the CAN export grant. So pretty much uh, Alex called me with like, like five days <laughs> before it was due. Uh, Antoine got on the horn, they fired me off an email, said, you know, can you log into this website, create the account? I was like, okay, I'll, I'll burn through all this information and, and document as much as I can to get over to you. Uh, so we got that done. I think it was like 3 p.m. on a Friday. Um, we managed to get the access, got the submission in, and then, uh, then yeah, it uh, it went pretty quick. But um, but it was good. Like everybody everybody knew what to do. Everybody was able to get their uh, their information submitted in time. And uh, yeah, so now I just even the responses I just save save those for for other grants and, and uh, I'm sure there's a few more that are coming out, but that's another good thing is Leighton knows uh, pretty much where the grants are coming out even beforehand. So um, even talking with their team, they're like, hey, there's this marketing grant that you can apply for. There's this new Alberta grant. Um, we're going at, we're basically across um, almost, almost all of Canada now. So uh, it, it opens up additional opportunities for, for, for grants as well. So. So those are the key three that uh, we've been working on to date. Uh, two of them submitted, and the last one that Antoine and I are just going to try to get submitted here is for the uh, Alberta Innovates grant. So, well, I hope the third one's the charm. Uh, yeah. And sure, after hearing everything you said uh, about the, the team, the grants, and the shred consultants must be blushing by your, your compliments. Um, that's that's awesome. I'm glad that uh, we were able to do that for you and uh, that you've had a pretty decent experience with going through uh, these applications. Uh, I must say that the reason why I've not been able to get too much of onto one's time was because of all of those CanEx can expert applications that were on a very tight deadline. I'm sure the, the five days notice that we've got is probably the record high and how quick they've cranked up. Yeah, absolutely. So we had to submit Simon CanExpress really quick because the project, the program, the entire CanExpress program would close uh, on a very short time notice. Uh, it, I think it's the first time in many, many years that CanExport would shut down like that. And this is why we had to be really, really fast on this one. Usually we like to take our time to build the, the project like we do with uh, Alberta Innovates. It's normal for a company to have a project, whether it is on international uh, activities or innovation uh, or research and development. It's, it's totally normal for a company to change its business plan or whatever. But we build that together. And this is why sometimes it takes time. But 
that's that was really good to know that when we don't have time <laughs> we can actually go for it and well we'll see what's going to happen but we provided with quality because we have a good relationship with Simon and he knows I, I think I can trust him on the quality of the information of the quality of his project and he can trust me on uh, yeah, putting in the effort <laughs> saving times and doing it in time one of the big benefits I find is um, because we're working on all these different grants, um, we sort of have a built-up repository of, of all this information already. So it sort of gets to a point where, you know, we don't have to get super creative or we have to keep writing a bunch of uh, information. We just go sort of like uh, in my past, we do like, R like RFP responses and I'd go to a pool and I'd pull the information out, I'd drop it in and that's how I, you know, apply for a bid or whatever. So it's nice because, because we've worked on so many different grants, we now have all that information and it, we're able to do like a quick turnaround like that as well. So. That's great to hear. If I were you, I would be asking us for a lower rates. This <laughs> yeah. uh, don't tell anyone I said that. Yeah. Um, but that's great to know. And um, I want to ask a little bit about Shred. I know we're a little bit sidetracked, and you've mentioned that you've done a lot of work, uh, not knowingly that it's a technological advancement. Um, do you mind giving us some... Um, some idea of how that was derived or how those identified? Yeah, so like, like we're not reinventing the wheel with, with the website, right? So it's like, it would be like a standard website, um, you know, just with um, co like code that is out there, like like nothing created from scratch really, right? So, and we're, we're using a payment processor to process payments. So, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, any type of web development company, I guess, could probably go out and, and build what we have. Probably not as good as our guys, but uh, so some of the things that we, we did have to do is um, we had to print tickets. So in some provinces, you still have to print physical tickets for every draw or you have to mail uh, tickets. The problem was is like we would do a raffle and uh, we have like a weekly one in Nova Scotia that does like 300 to 400,000 every week for the volunteer fire department. So they would sell like 240,000 tickets. Um, there's no way with the current like technology that was out there um, that we could accomplish um, that that amount in in a time that was needed. So our dev team basically bought uh, a bunch of these like uh, printers off the internet. We created a, a special algorithm for them. We sort of uh, linked them all together so you could just have two or you could scale up till ten. And then the idea was they'll just start printing tickets into a big barrel. You get them out the door because um, we basically would uh, ship those off to, to customers as well for their draws. So so that was like where we, we dialed in um, the R&D a lot because that was pretty, pretty special. It wasn't really out there. Uh, we had a specific amount of tickets that we had to do in a certain amount of time. Um, a lot we failed on a lot of um, points trying to get to where we needed to be. So I didn't, I didn't know like, you know, if you had a printer that you didn't end up with in the end that, you know, you can still get money for that anywhere where, you know, you had to, the other, the other thing was sort of just like uh, tracking the iterations of the development. So one of the other good things that came about from uh, the process of going through shred is, is like, now I know what I need to document. Now I need, now I know that, okay, we're going to implement like time tracking, for example, um, anytime we use clubhouse for, for our development cycles. So we would have, 
um, all of the points documented now. So first time going around because we haven't done shed before. Uh, there's it's a learn it's a learning curve, I guess you could say, from what you actually need to to document from the business side. So um, so that 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 was the, that was the big one that we that we went through that was unique that was R and D. Um, we had some other ones that we've like identified, um, and then it just really got us. Um, working with Danielle and, and working with on the shred side really got us thinking in a, in a specific way as well um, and implementing that into our day-to-day -day business practices. So next year, it should be a lot, it should be easier, quicker. We'll have the information, we'll provide it and we'll go from there. So love hearing that. And uh, this is, I will say this will be a advancement in ticketing uh, in, in and the, the funny part was uh, probably a month later, they got rid of the barrel printing tickets. So the province said, you're allowed to use random number generation now, which, you know, they probably should have done from the beginning, but, you know, it, it, uh, it met the need of what we had to do. Like, actually at the beginning, we were like physically cutting tickets with our hands. I found a, I found a picture the other day of uh, my wife and one of my coworkers in the kitchen in Calgary, <laughs> and we're like tearing them up by hand. So um, that technology came a long way, but um, at the end of the day, they realized that our, like the provincial bodies realized RNG is a better way to do it. Uh, and, uh, and I'm much happier that we don't have to print tickets uh, every day as well, but. Uh. Exactly, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, we did got a little bit sidetracked about Shred and I'm really glad that it's worked out. Uh, for you, uh, but something that we should uh, outline on this call, and I think Fadi is the best person to do this, as she's been so quiet so far, is um, can, can we have a quick walkthrough with the difference between getting a government grant versus SHRED? Uh, well, thank you, Mark, for, for the session to start with. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to be with you guys. Uh, obviously, uh, the, the main difference between uh, grants and SHRED is that SHRED is a credit on, on expenses already uh, incurred. Uh, when we talk about grants, we talk about future projects, we talk about planning ahead and, and getting some funding ahead of time. Uh, grants uh, is, is a fun game uh, because uh, grants come and go. Uh, some of them are mainstreams that are always there, uh, but some of them, like, like this story with Antoine, where can export closed and they just gave us a week and we were scrambling trying to get every can export uh, mandate that we had ongoing like Simon we had to call him and say well, you have five days you have five days you have five days we were also afraid that the actual uh, site the, the the government site and we had you know we were trying not to submit at the portal all of it at the same day so we we're trying to speed up it was a fun ride and that's the thing is with grants it's, it's a it's it's a, a, a it's a very dynamic it's a real time uh, kind of uh, kind of uh, programs uh, the, the, there are at the provincial level there's some at the municipal level at the at the federal level uh, what's funny about grants is, is that people call you and, and they're like well I need green grants and that's all I know about is like I need green grants 
brands and they expect that I have like a, a big drawer behind me where I just do the checkbook and I'm saying, okay, which peering grants you want? For how much? Here it is. Let's go. Uh, and, uh, and it is um, it is challenging, but for me, that's what drives me to work every day is that uh, it's companies like Rafflebox, like Simon, that we see making a difference with these incentives. So I have to sit down and I say, look, yes, I'll get you money, but tell me for what? Let's start about what's your project? What are you trying to do? What's the budget you're looking for? Are we looking for $10,000 or are we looking for $3 million? It's a different, uh, there's a lot of parameters that go into grants, uh, into grants application, into grants. Some of them are technology driven. That's what we call innovation grants, where uh, the technology has to be innovative. Some of them are uh, more on the uh, business development on the growing side. So uh, if you hire and stuff, so we're talking about employment, hiring grants. So it's a, it's a whole spectrum. It's so, uh, it's so uh, diversified that, that we have to sit down and say, okay, yeah, 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 let's, let's talk first. Let's talk first. And most of the times we're actually, as consultants, we're, we're drawn upon uh, structuring the way the client is thinking. And it's like, okay, fine, but we need a, we need a strategy. We need a, a project, a deadline, a time frame. We need, because some grants, like the big grants, like a SDTC, a SIF, these are a year worth uh, applications. So we're saying, you know, so there's a lot of questions to ask. But it's fun because we built this partnership, and then, uh, like Simon said, at one point we have all the information. Then we're, we could actually say, "Hey, hey, did you hear about this grant? You can probably apply for this grant." So it's a it's a fun ride, and and with the grants being uh, so versatile, like uh, sometimes it's like, "Oh, oh, new grant open. We have two weeks," and then the whole shift of priorities happen. And I would like to just share a bit about, uh, you know, sometimes you say, why a consultant in the middle? It's like, okay, you know, do you really need to hire a consultant? Uh, before COVID, that's the last time I was out there, uh, I, I was in uh, Quebec City and it was a salon, uh, the uh, technology environmental, so it's all environment, ecology, and whatever. And I'm actually there uh, just out of knowledge. I wasn't really uh, putting my consultant hat. I wanted to see what's the latest and greatest in environmental technology. Obviously, you'll want to do some business, but, but my main focus was just to see what are the uh, latest, greatest in clean tech and, and environmental technology. And I happened to see this company. It, it was on a booth. And I'm talking to him. The guy... It, it, it's such a such a brilliant technology. He had a mortgage in his house. He had, uh, you know, he's he's dying for self financing, and he's looking at me. And if you step back, like physically, two booths away, there is the ministry uh, office. There are about thirty people standing and talking, and you know, and giving you brochures. We have grants. The Ministry of uh, Le we have grants. And I went to there, and obviously, you know, trying to be this, you know, kind of the perfect citizen there. I'm like, oh, Ministry, love, love how uh, powerful you are. Do you know that two booths away, the program that you are selling would benefit him? 
Did any of you walk out? Make a little walk around the salon and see these programs if they, if they can benefit at least the people that are participating in this show. So that's what I say sometimes, uh, you know, it, it's uh, our role. Uh, yes, we do help you apply, but at the same time, it, it's to bring that message is to bring entity. We're like a, a what we say in French, a catalyzer. So we we're catalysts. We actually uh, bring programs to clients and clients to programs which otherwise would have probably never met. And, and that's what I I say sometimes. I like to partner because yes, grants grants is beautiful and. Uh, But at the same time, you know, like, do you know of them? We have a hard time keeping up with them. And I know we're a whole team. We're the great grantsbees, isn't it, Antoine? <laughs> we call ourselves the great grantsbees. So, uh, you know, we're having fun, but we have a hard time keeping up with, with the, you know, all the grants in and out and what's available, what are the criteria. So, uh, and it's a job at a full time. So, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think I think I like to to say that. Uh, yes, I can list grants. Uh, I have a list. Oh my God! Sometimes at, in the middle of the night, I wake up. It's like, oh, how about this? How about we do that? But uh, so we can go from shred is an incentive. It's not a grant. It's a tax credit. But from Shred to IRAP to Canex to uh, to Alberta Innovates to there's a lot of uh, we, we keep also with whatever is the budgets, uh, whatever the budget, the government budgets announced, we kind of tag along. Like now there's a lot around uh, energy efficiency, a bit more in some provinces than other provinces. I know Quebec, uh, we're a bit stronger on that, Ontario a bit less. So there's there's sort of so efficacy. Uh, there's uh, you know with hydro Quebec sometimes it's not just government. There's other grants that could be. So the 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 uh, the landscape uh, and I know it's it could be too much for some people. For us, it's like yes, the more the better. <laughs> Isn't it? Well, so one day it's like we're working on that. No, 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 we're not working on that. We're working on that. How about this? Let's go there. So it's a fun ride and I enjoy it every day. So. Um, I can talk about brands forever, so let me let's keep it focused. What do you want me to say? Well, uh, you're in the right place. You're in the right podcast for that, Flavia. Uh, yeah, you talked. You touched upon a number of points about grants, and one thing that stuck out is keeping up with what's in the market. It's kind of like uh, the new Apple Watch that comes out every couple of months, or you know, a new a new iPhone. Um, What's interesting to me is, I guess this is a question for both yourself and Antoine, is what, what do you do? What, what's next whenever something new comes up on the website? Let's, let's say CUWS came out or uh, a new version of CanExpert comes out. Like, what's the first thing you guys do? Well, uh, I'll tell you one thing is uh, I wouldn't take credit as, as a team, even though we are a grants team, but the whole company uh, kind of teams up on that. So uh, we are on a, a lot of lists, so we usually get those emails directly. But I mean, between our sales, our, our uh, consultants, uh, the, the whole company is on the watch. So what happens is usually we get an, uh, you know, an email about that. The first reaction 
uh, uh, that I take and, and the whole team take is what's the impact? So our always main focus is our existing client, our existing pool. How is that going to impact them? Do they benefit from them? So there's impact or benefit. It could be like an export, which is, oh my God, let's do it. Otherwise, we're going to lose it. Or it could be, oh my God, this is something that, uh, you know, uh, uh, this list of our clients could benefit from. And this is where we work with sales to go through our, uh, you know, to, to, to go through our, our list of or our pool of clients and say, where is that applicable? Obviously, from a, a stream perspective, from a, uh, if it's a new brand that we know about, the first thing would be like any other business is to look at it and see um, uh, see if this is something we can offer. Uh, I uh, I do know about a lot of brands, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that we have a value added on, on some of them. Uh, some of them are too small uh, that I would just tell my clients, uh, you know, while talking to them, say, you know, you go apply. Your, uh, did you know that you're allowed with a small form to get $10,000 on, on implementing this, on implementing that? There's no, I mean, the consulting slash the revenue generating from a business perspective are a bit too different. So the first thing is to look at that, to look at the eligibility criteria and to see if it's something we can help out our existing clientele first. Obviously, uh, we're, we always we, we kind of want to make sure that our client uh, have the maximum uh, benefits. And then if it's something promising, uh, we have a, such a good, uh, we have the wolves and we have whatever every sales team is called. And then we get them on, on a new uh, markets, on a, you know, target markets, then, then the strategy shifts to sales and sales take, take it on into defining a strategy, a market target and stuff and see who else doesn't have to sit in his own booth waiting for a miracle that comes from the two booths away while 30 people are standing doing nothing. So we try to kind of accelerate this miracle, make it happen to our clients or to new clients. Accelerating the miracle to make things happen for a client. Uh, I love uh, love that quote. Uh, maybe it should be latest new tagline. Um, yeah, uh, so you know, I do have a, have a sales team uh, in Leighton, and we're not called the Wolves. Uh, I don't know about the other teams, but uh, we're, we're very nice people. And we do not prey on anything. Um, but the wolves are not nice. Who said wolves are not nice? Well, not to but wolves are be nice to others. Wolves are cool. Wolves are cool. I love the idea of a wolf pack, but uh, I don't know. This is—it's never really resonate with me when I when we approach clients in, in the sales perspective, especially having to do all the work uh, to look at grants that are available to them. Um, another phenomenon that I find soon to be interesting is the landscape of grants when we're shifting away from the pandemic. Now, with the pandemic happening, there's been a lot of allocation of funds in different places. Uh, there's things like regional recovery funds, there's uh, Canadian emergency business wage uh, uh, subsidies. Uh, do you guys, I mean, there's no right or wrong answer and, you know, we don't have, uh, we can't foresee the future, but do you think there will be a shift of different kinds of grants coming up? Will there be like a similar version of CanExport just to help businesses recover from COVID? Or will there be more grants based on hiring new employees just to 
to help with the employment rates of the country? Well, for, from uh, you know, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. There's, a, there's, a, that's what I, what I call dynamic. Uh, as a society, whether pandemic or non-pandemic, we go through, we, we evolve, and with evolution comes uh, with with innovation and new ways of doing things. Uh, the uh, you can see overall society from the budgets to a budget allocation. It, it's kind of a bit your first indication of as a society, where we're putting our efforts in. So uh, yes, there will be a shift, uh, but a bit of it is COVID um, life sciences and, and, and uh, industries like that are definitely got a spotlight uh, faster. So probably COVID, uh, if you want the, 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 um, the speed of certain industries uh, getting being seen or being appreciated or being put in front in terms of priorities, budget priorities and, and government priorities, there is some the shift that happened. Uh, but this is a reality that nevertheless, I mean, I am the dinosaur that IT, the first computer I worked on is in the museum downstairs. So, um, you know, IT was not a very uh, innovative. It just, you had to type a few things and people hated it. So, so like I said, it, 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 it's as, as, as we evolve environment, uh, you know, like the shift to environmental had started before COVID. Uh, the, the interest in environmental uh, approach, the circle economy, uh, the, uh, you know, so there are a lot of, uh, uh, we, we started seeing movement. Now, COVID obviously uh, comes to play where we do understand what the resilience now means. It's kind of brought it a bit to, to the everyday language now. Like you talk to my daughter and she knows what resilience is, as opposed to it was only the elderly talking about resilience and how we can protect the city. So, so yeah, this there was an effect on COVID uh, from an environment perspective. Obviously, we're going to see um, a, a more, uh, if you want, a, a bit more focus on this. Uh, but this is a reality of a, of a society, and that's what's cool actually about grants is that we're not into a stable, um, I wouldn't call it stable because I don't like stable, I'm not a stable person. So, um, you know, like a, a bit of a, you know, kind of status quo. So we move, we move, we, move. Uh, we, uh, we, we, we might go back, like, uh, you know, some things we do go back to as well. So, so this is a reality. We'll see more life science, we'll see more environmental, and we're seeing it a lot. Uh, energy efficiency, those started two years ago, but now we're into them because there's a lot more demand for it. So uh, yes, there is a shift, which was, I would say in my opinion, humble opinion, it was just got accelerated by COVID as opposed to it was created by COVID. Gotcha. That's really cool. And uh, I, I like the fact that uh, there has been a lot of emphasis with uh, saving energy and having funding in the form of grants to help businesses to find innovative solutions for the environment. Um, so now I, I want to ask a little bit. Uh, I've asked you earlier about what you think would happen after the COVID is over and what kind of grants they are. But now that we have a client uh, on this call, Simon, um, what would you like to see when the pandemic is over and what kind of grants would best fit your your day-to-day -day in your business or any kinds of projects that you'd look to start? 
Yeah, I think like, um, well, the can export, even just pushing the can export one through, probably like a week prior to, to, to getting the phone call saying we got five days, we saw that, you know, pretty much um, all, all, people are going back to their regular, regular life. So um, looking down at the U.S., you know, live events, uh, half the arenas were fully jammed. Um, we're, we're always looking at like, okay, what's next now? So, um, where our software was pretty much all online. Now we got to start looking at, okay, live events again. Right. So we didn't, we don't really have a product out for, for live events or like, um, POS terminals that you're walking around with. So, um, the can export grant for us, um, is sort of, is now enabling us to enter that U S market, which is pretty big compared to the Canadian market. Um, and then like coming out of COVID, you know, we realized that we're pretty much across Canada now. So we're, we'll scale up in Canada. Um, now looking at the U U.S. market to grow more um, is, is pretty key for our business. Like we're, we're talking to groups in Florida uh, right now and Florida's population is bigger than basically uh, Canada, right? The state. So, <laughs> um, so I guess for like, I'm, I'm not too sure what type of new grants would come out. Um, you know, there might be like going back to work programs. Um, so like, you know, today we do use uh, hiring grants, like um, venture for students. We work with like co-op work terms. Um, there's also one in Nova Scotia, there was a, a smart grant for, for hiring staff. So I would assume that we're probably gonna see a fair amount of those um, employee, like hiring employees or subsidized employee grants. Um, just uh, because, you know, COVID did affect a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of folks lost their jobs as well. So I can probably see some, some stuff coming out in those space. Um, but outside of that, I'm personally not too sure what, what, what else may come out from, from grant perspectives. That would be like new. Um, but you know, I can, we can of course always use, um, additional funds to bring on more staff and more employees to go our business. So, um, you know, typically we, we look we look for that today anyway. So, um, uh, yeah, you know, what's the uh, hiring grants uh, for staff when the pandemic's over? <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a big one. Personally, uh, you know, provincial level, uh, maybe like federal, like some of those uh, student ones are like federally funded. Um, but I'm, I'm talking about more like there's one in Nova Scotia Smart. It's like a get back to work program. Uh, like if you were if you were laid off or uh, you you've been out of work for a while, um, so I, I think we'll probably see a few more of those uh, coming out in all the other provinces. And we have staff in other provinces, so um, you know wherever that wherever those options come up, we definitely will be utilizing them for sure. Well, we're starting to see that there's uh, Alberta started with jobs now, which is about twenty five percent. Yeah, of the salary of a new hire. So, uh, so definitely on the employment side, we are seeing more of that. What I would like to see is, is there's a lot of policies. We know that, let's say, uh, as simple as single-use plastic is going to be banned by the year end. Uh, however, we have nothing that actually could help out uh, companies that want to steer away from it. So uh, there's things I wish, uh, you know, the government or, or the lobbying, I don't know which one should should be, but uh, we need to do something about those because otherwise we're not going to be able to, to handle that. Uh, you know, uh, like, like they said, they started this uh, residential issue. So we're talking about more of a society. So they started a bit on the, uh, to help out for, to help 
the economy first, but at the same time the environment as well by helping residential people into you know when they're uh, doing energy efficient uh, measures in their their own home. So so there's a lot to do. Hopefully, um, uh, you know, like with the vaccine, and I'm not nowhere to comment and nowhere to be political. But it was sad to see that it was nothing manufactured within Canada. So hopefully uh, that will change. I mean, they started, but we had to get everything out of outside the country. And, and hopefully this will be uh, like life science will get a bit more, uh, you know, uh, uh, or, or, you know, these kind of things that we look more into it. But they will not happen without, without uh, subsidies, without having a little incentives to help start those. So, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get more onto building the resilience around, uh, well, I'm not wishing it, but uh, another uh, incidents like, like, like that. That was a, a global thing and we, we should learn uh, more about it and have a bit more uh, money put towards making sure that doesn't happen again. Well, not to that impact. Yeah, I definitely echo the same uh, sentiments uh, for myself. I mean, look at it like a week ago, uh, Vancouver had record high temperatures that uh, you know will have very adverse effects on the ecosystem. So, yeah, just, you know, we're really going out of uh, the subject here. But as a person, it'd be nice to see uh, more funding programs uh, dedicated to these kinds of initiatives to, 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 for the betterment of where we're living in right now. Earth. And this is why we're trying to work with the European Commission grants because Canadian companies have the, they can find a lot of opportunities in Horizon 2020. Uh, no, now it's Horizon Europe. And basically, we have a lot of opportunities to work internationally to improve research and development with the big market and research center that is becoming Europe on sustainable development technologies, research, everything. So. This is all, this is interesting because these are so social challenges, but you, we talk about how we have to improve Canadian facilities. That is a yes, but we also have to keep the eyes open on what is going on outside uh, in the, in the big world. Not maybe across both of the oceans, <laughs> not only the good old same continent, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, there's. There's everything yeah, we have to improve the original structures and we have to keep looking at, keep watching, keep being involved. I think exporters and researchers have to have this international uh, aspect of things in their mind. And this is what grants, there's a lot of grants for that as well, uh, where, where yeah. it is a project or an industry growth. You can find solutions. Whatever your problem is, anywhere in the world, you, where, if you're Canadian or not, you will find grants that is adapted to you. And this is what's great about grants. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right, Antoine. We just finished actually a grant with, uh, with our, our office in Germany. We worked in collaboration with them. And, and I think uh, you're absolutely right, uh, Antoine, you said that there are some uh, uh, issues or, or some, some uh, realities that are global realities. And, and we are seeing a, a lot of... Uh, uh, and that's probably the new generation grants is going to be a lot of between uh, Canada, EU or North America, EU, even with, uh, you know, so and, and, and 
I guess the fun of it already started with uh, you know Antoine uh, being involved into a European grant. It was a combination Canada Germany. So uh, and we do have offices all over the world, and that will be uh, in the lookout as well because uh, I guess in collaboration between countries uh, the, and and you know the funding coming from two instead of one or sometimes three. Uh, so we have, uh, you know, some calls with Eureka and some calls, uh, you know, uh, specifically with certain countries. So th- that will be uh, probably a bit more, hopefully a bit more uh, uh, on, on, on the scene as well. I would uh, love to one day visit our Munich office in Germany if we ever have more of those clients that would, uh, one, uh, create... A I'm a priority. <laughs> yes, yes, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Antoine, Antoine worked on it too. So. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, a mandatory site visit to the client on, on, on the other side. And of this us. is also <laughs> what's creating grants. We have offices absolutely everywhere. And yes. we have grants absolutely everywhere. We can access grants absolutely everywhere. So absolutely. I, I will take care of that. You know, I will go and talk to everyone to see if they have something for me. I will take the charge. <laughs> No, I'm going to put you on the spot. You said that we have offices everywhere. Can you name all the offices just right on the phone? No, I cannot. I cannot (laughs) name them all. There's there's in Germany, there's in France, there's in UK, there's in the US, there's... It's sometimes in the same country, we have multiple offices. You know, I know in Spain, uh, well, in Italy, we opened uh, in Barry one last one. So we do have, uh, I think uh, we have Milan, Barry, we have three in Italy, and uh, so we have in Sweden. Yeah, yeah, I believe three in Italy, like, I want, I want to say eight in France. I do not want to offend my boss's boss, his boss. <laughs> uh, I would say eight in France. Uh, in Germany, I think it was two, right? Munich. In but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, back to I mean the the grants that we were talking about how it can have an impact of doing research with an overseas entity. I think that's really really cool, uh, and I, I've only just started hearing about this now. Um, uh, the Eureka uh, program that you brought up, Fadi. Do you mind giving us like a quick background, just a very simple background as to what it is and how it could benefit Canadian uh, green tech? So in yeah. European project, oh, sorry, maybe because <laughs> in European project you have the very famous, very well-known Horizon Europe, with it, which is the overall program, and it is divided in subsection, and it's also divided in subsection. It's there's a lot going on there, and one of those subsection of the subsection would be Eureka program, which basically helps uh, companies. Uh, uh, technology or innovation driven companies to grow, whether it is on one market or in um, multiple markets, but the idea is to meet uh, the industrial needs with innovation and strengthen markets research for any kind of projects that is involved. It's basically a network, basically. It's the idea is to make everyone meet everyone and they have some calls so you can get funds to answer a very specific problematic that would be encountered by any state members. And in the Eurocan network, there's not only European 
countries. There's also uh, there's Canada. Canada is involved in the Eureka program. There's Israel. There's there's a lot of other countries. I cannot cite them all, but it's very interesting. Fadia, you wanted to add something, maybe? Oh, oh no, no. Just I, I wanted to say that yeah, it's, it's a networking. Basically, you can look into that pool of network if you look to manufacture something. Sometimes, even if you want to uh, collaborate in terms of research or or even in deployment, uh, this is the network that you can look into and and kind of uh, apply for for uh, you know a partnership and and get a partnership happening and be kind of uh, funded through it. So uh, it's just, uh, it is amazing. Again, uh, I think we're, we are a bit running out of time. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, the international programs are, are, are also very uh, interesting. Uh, the one we just uh, got involved to, the, the, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Antoine, but it was like an 80 million euro uh, uh, grant. Uh, I mean, that's not the cost of the project, that the actual grant. So, uh, you know, there, there's pretty amazing, nice, challenging, uh, impressive uh, technologies that kind of go across the border everywhere, across the seas. And, and, and that's, that's the beauty of it. Sometimes we, we can, uh, at Leighton, link those. Uh, we're very much uh, working together with our other offices. We do have, uh, I, I get in touch with the grant team, I wouldn't say regularly every day, but just to make sure that we're aligned. Uh, and and it's, it's fine when we say, okay, what's happening now? Uh, I guess it, you could see the same trend in, in France. And then like the energy, now that they're a bit more on energy, it's, it's, it's they're a bit more, if you want, on some areas, they're a bit more um, advanced. Like it became, some laws are already in place as opposed to we don't have, but you can see the trends. And sometimes you validate that. It's like, oh, hey, we're not the only one thinking like that. So, uh, so that, that's what you take from when you talk to other people. It's like a soundboard, you know, it's like a soundboard effect. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm hearing myself. It's, uh, it's nice. So we could see, see those trends. Um, yeah. So there is the Eureka network and there is the latent network. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the idea. Yeah. Well, our, our latent network is, is really cool because, uh, you know, we're, we're, it, it, it's also nice to see that. I mean, this is a bracket for later, but uh, it's, it's the same spirit as well. It's the same, we call it DNA. We have the same DNA. We share the CIM DNA and we keep on exchanging, reminding you, ourselves that, that we're all on the same DNA. So it, it's, pretty, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty cool. That, that's awesome. I do hope one day we can have these field trips that uh, explore what these DNAs are around these different uh, offices. We definitely will. I mean, I, I think we, it, it has been a while. We're all been into this little mess uh, for a while. Like as a human, uh, 18 months uh, is a bit of long. And I think there's a grant somewhere for that. If we really need it, we can find a grant. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody needs to go on vacation first, somewhere somewhere warm down south and yeah. Well Simon, you can get us on the Rebel box. We can probably create some kind of uh, uh, money raise raise some funds We'll be in the US in September, so I'm interested to see what type of um, grants that are located there. So we're we're setting up our subsidiary company, a US company down there, so we should, we would be able to apply for all those U.S. grants. So start start to get the list ready for me. So 
Uh, yeah, for sure, because we are starting to get involved in the U.S. grants as well. We have offices there. Yeah. And, and uh, yes, we're working together on seeing if, if we have a company that is both in there. I mean, there's a U.S. company which are handled entirely by our U.S. offices, but there's gotcha. the, the people that are in, in between. And, and we're trying to see uh, what's, how can we maximize uh, the grants at both offices and if there's anything in between. So, yeah, we'll see. Definitely. Yeah, that's great to have that, that power, I guess, because, you know, as a company, you know, it just expanded to the U.S. first. We're looking at the U.K. So, you know, having those other offices there and those other teams. Um, you know, you guys can just pick up a call and say, hey, I got a company, they're moving into the UK, for example. What do you have available? This is what they do. Um, so that, that works out well. Yeah, absolutely. Don't worry, Simon. The next hour after this podcast is released, you get those calls from our colleagues. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine with me. <laughs> Of course. Um, yeah, so that actually brings me back to, you know, the, the, the boots on the ground. I want to uh, actually have in my notes here that I want to ask about how we got in touch with you initially and how it led to communicating the, the right things to you and giving you the right suggestions on how to pursue these programs. Yeah, so um, Alex Ilenko, uh, we used to work together in our uh, prior career. Uh, so I was at Dell Technologies. I was selling backup and disaster recovery. He was working for um, another company that um, built software that sort of tied, tied into our products. And I tell you, we tried and tried and tried to get a, a deal together, but it never, ever came to fruition, I guess you could say. No, no lack of effort on both of our sides. We, I know uh, there's probably three or four we tried to push through, but uh, it never happened. So um, he, he left and, and went to, uh, I, I believe, take over the office in um, Toronto. Um, and start building that out. And about the same time, I, I, I left my job at Dell when we started finally making some money uh, and I went over to Rafflebox full time. So he, we had each other on LinkedIn. He saw my LinkedIn. He saw what I was doing and he was like, hey, I think, you know, you're a really good fit for, um, for what we're doing, uh, especially for like new startup companies, um, you know, working with those um, specific uh, companies that are starting to grow, knowing what grants are sort of available to them. Um, he, yeah, he just he just reached out and was like, hey, hey, man, I think I can definitely get you some money. And I, I had some past experiences with the grants and uh, it wasn't uh, the best. Uh, also, I'm, I'm trying to grow a business. I have no time to go write this stuff. Uh, it just was, it would get like, I'm not a creative writer, uh, you know, sitting down and, you know, writing out a hundred pages of stuff is just not what I really want to do. Um, so we'll, we'll, go, we'll go hunt all these down. So once um, he put me in touch with your team, you know, we, we had like sort of a kickoff meeting. We started going through um, what I can apply for. Um, so, you know, starting with the, um, you know, Alberta Innovates one, um, he was like, okay, well, you're doing R&D for Shred. So I'm going to put you in touch with our, our Shred folks. Um, you know, can't export. When are you going to the U.S.? So it was like December. He reached out to me of this just last year, summer January. I was like, you gotta, you gotta start thinking about getting it in sooner than later because um, you know they they may end up cutting it close. Or you just want to make sure that you're in there. So it's good too because he was just following out with me saying, you know, you got to get this in or you're not going to get any money. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate I appreciate that. So so that was that's. 
um, how Leighton came to me was through Alex. And then uh, from there, it was just working with like Antoine, Ryan, Daniela, um, just on all the different projects. So, yeah, and like I said, two, two, of our, two of them have been submitted. We're working on another one. And, you know, as the, as the grants pop up, I usually get like an email or message saying, hey, you got to go look into this one. I think you'll be able to... Um, to apply for that or your business model fits or, you know, your growth into the U S you can apply for can exports. So, um, yeah, that's, that's how we, how we all came together. That's phenomenal. And I'm glad a lot of these things have worked out in how Alex have kept you informed. Uh, would you say that's one of the, the main things that was most helpful, just doing all the heavy lifting with writing the hundred pages of grant application and keeping you, keeping in touch with you, on, on programs that are coming up, especially yeah. ones end in five days? 100%. Um, I, like I said, I don't know many startups um, or, or people like in, in our positions who have actually the time to go do that. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I want to grow the business. You know, I want to create more revenue. We want to help, help more customers. We want to keep developing. You know, any time where you're getting pulled aside for hours and hours and hours on end, you know, writing this. And like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not the best writer. <laughs> I'm more of an operations type of person. So, um, and, and, and I guess like knowing what to say as well and, and what to bring forward. Like if I didn't, if I didn't, um, work through like to say the shred stuff, for example, I would never have known what to do or, or what to submit. Like it probably would never have got done to be honest with you. So, you know, we would have probably gave a few cracks at it, but, you know, and that was the other benefit was like, I don't, you have no upfront costs, you know, like we, you're invested in it as much as I am. Cause you want to see it go through. I want to get paid. You want to get paid. So like the raffle box model, um, you know, we say like we're an extension of your fundraising team. That's basically what we say, because there is no upfront costs. If you're successful, we're successful. And I think, you know, even back when Alex and I talked at the beginning, we're like, yeah, man, we're pretty much doing the same thing, just in a different space. So um, that heavy lifting, knowing the grants that are out there, you, you have relationships with uh, the people who run these grant programs as well. Um, you know, we really don't have, I don't have any of that. Right. So, um, it just made sense at the end of the day, uh, from, from a raffle box standpoint to, to move forward with, um, with Leighton. So. That's awesome. Well, uh, thanks for that. I'm really glad that, uh, you found value in our services. Uh, I guess we're kind of coming up close to the end of this podcast, uh, on the last, I guess the last two minutes. Uh, just a fun question. I noticed that you're wearing a Titleist hat. Are you a golfer? I am. I got new clubs this year, but I haven't really got out too much. I'm going golfing next week in PEI. So um, it's. I'm pretty excited. It's the first time I'm back home in Nova Scotia since I moved back. So I'm going to be with all my old buddies. So 12 of us are heading out for three days of golfing. So uh, vacation was supposed to be this week, but we basically moved the house. Uh, moved into our new house, so it's not really much of a vacation. <laughs> so next week, my, my two days of vacation starts, and then we back in the office on Monday. So Fantastic. That's uh, really nice to hear. I mean, with the pandemic going on, you know, a lot of us have been working nonstop and possibly yeah. burnt out, and we can definitely hit the links uh, a couple times. Sure. Yeah, that's that's the COVID impact, which I never thought I was a doctor. I had a lot of people in my waiting room. Yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't even used to have a waiting room. Now I have a waiting room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, thanks. Thank you. Thank, thank you, everyone. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Thank you, Simon, for being with us today. Yes. Thinking about raffle walks um, for the podcast. Thank yes, you. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you, everyone. And shall we? Thank you. Agents of Change, a latent podcast, does not constitute a recommendation for any organization, product, or service. It's produced and recorded by Bluemax.